0: Yeah, it's not like a lyrically, this changed my life or anything. It's just like kind of the song I put on that just makes me, like if I'm happy, it makes me happier. If I'm bummed out, it like (laughs) brings me up because it's just like the fact that the song exists just... (laughs)
1: everyone, welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And uh, today we're joined by the incomparable Mikey Erg. Hello. Hey Mikey. Hello. Uh, how are you?
0: I think I feel like I just got a round of applause. He did you get did get a round of
1: applause. <laughs> uh, it's elsewhere in our beautiful Magnet Train Center where we record, mm. someone was applauding that introduction. I mean, we just keep the audience in I'm a so different room. I'm so used to now
0: everywhere I go. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> can barely get on and off the train. <laughs> um but for anyone tuning in this is repeater this is the, so- the show where we talk to people about songs that matter to them and this season we are talking to people about songs that got them through the last year that's the thrust of it and that's what we're going for um but before we get into that we're going to talk about some music we've been listening to lately pat would you start us off please sure
2: um I think historically I can never decide what I've been listening to because I've been listening to a lot. Mm. Uh, so this week has been a lot of Godspeed You, Black Emperor, uh, Burial, which is like fun, kind of a London mm-hmm. uh, spooky electronic <laughs> music. Uh, but then I rediscovered this band Mourn. Uh, they're from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a song called Skeleton that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of like if you like Parquet Courts uh, – I don't know, just kind of upbeat punk, but like a little spooky and dark. Cool, it's good cool. stuff. I like it a lot. It sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're a lot of fun.
1: Little spooky and dark is a nice add mm-hmm.
2: addition to like any genre, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or if you like Savages, okay. they're very. Oh, I would yeah. say that kind of wheelhouse. Sweet. Yeah, that's good. Uh,
1: this week, the song that I listened to the most probably was uh, Lizzo dropped a new song called "Cause I Love You," uh, which is really. Fun because she usually is doing like these dancey, pretty like boppy songs. And this one is more, it's like, it's in like three, four. And it's almost just like a soulful, big um, ballad. Cool. That's which awesome. is cool. It's really fun. And it's just like, it's also sweet. I think a lot of her songs are empowering or celebratory. And this song is like actually just about love and Um, like I didn't know I could love you until you, I was like, oh, Oh. that's actually like a really sweet song (laughs) from somebody who's usually kind of like, shut up, get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) That's like your general vibe. That's cool.
2: Yeah. What about you, Mikey? Uh,
1: well,
0: it's funny. I've been, uh, for Christmas, uh, I got a, I finally stepped into the, uh, 5.1 surround. I got a 5.1 surround system. So, uh, lately I've just been obsessed with just, uh, like records and box sets and stuff that have like 5.1 mixes of, of old records. And the thing that I'm really digging on right now is, um, some of these box sets have like the seventies, like quadraphonic mixes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and those are really fun just cause like they're, they're really discreet. So like, you know, the drum kit will be in the, in the rear left speaker and the guitars will be in the front and the yeah. vocals will be in the front and, like the bass will be in the rear right so it's like kind of you're just surrounded by music and you're also like if you s- sit close to one speaker you can hear like just the drum set right it's like i <laughs> oh, don't know wow. it's just like super rad so i've been listening to a lot of like uh there's a box set of like all the first 10 chicago albums oh, and wow. those are really fun to listen to in quadraphonic That's um cool. and uh but I, I like I've been listening to a lot of King Crimson. They have like a lot. Of their, their, every, yeah. every one of their records has five point one mixes on them yeah. now. It's it's just like changed the way I listen to music.
2: Whoa. <laughs> What's the uh, is there a difference between five point one and quadraphonic?
0: Yeah, like quad is just is just the the two speakers in the front, two speakers in the back, uh-huh. and five point one has this adds the center speaker and a sub subwoofer. Okay, um, and so those are fun. Like. Uh, a lot of the, uh, they're, they're, this guy Stephen Wilson uh, does a lot of remixes of older '70s rock. Right? He did like a, he did like five or six of the Yes albums. He did all the King Crimson albums. He did a bunch of XTC albums. They, he's just kind of like the go-to guy that people get to remix uh-huh. stuff into 5.1 for these Blu-rays, and um, and his his mixes are really fun because he like plays. He plays with the, with the five speakers and like he'll put j- like just the vocal in the center speaker and then all the rest of the music is in the other speakers. It's, it's really cool to listen to like, you know, and he, he'll he do shit where like, like the guitars will just like float around the room and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very that's cool. awesome. But that's very it's, cool. It's, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's cool to listen to music that way just because you're just like, you, you, some of them you feel like you're in the studio with yeah the people. <laughs>
1: right. It's awesome. Yeah, that's real cool. Uh, yeah, I re- I definitely remember like knowing about five point one. I suppose because of movie surround sound, yeah.
0: right? Growing up, because yeah, it started out as just like a movie. Yeah, you know, that's what movies were in, and I just never had a. I never really cared. Yeah. to, like watch a movie in five point one. Now I'm watching them in five point one, and it's and it's life changing. But like, <laughs> I just never. It's one of the things I never really knew I wanted yeah, or needed. Sure. But then like I just had all these things that like were half useless because, like, I have, like, the stereo CD, but then, like, there's these DVDs or Blu-rays in them that have 5.1, which right. and I was like, I should probably get a 5.1 system just to, like, be able to enjoy, have yeah. this other, you know, be able to listen to these other things that are in these box sets, so...
1: Do you know yeah. why, like, why Quadraphonic was maybe, like, didn't last as well, long or anything?
0: because I've, I've been reading a lot about it lately. Uh, I think what actually happened was like quadraphonic records you needed like a decoder Oh, like hmm. you, you like you need a special needle and then you mm-hmm. needed the needle or the yeah the record player had to go through a decoder that would take the two-channel sound and then like make it four-channel yeah and it was just like it just seemed like it was a pain in the ass really. <laughs> and there's a lot of like trading groups and stuff that will trade these old quad mixes and um like digital files of them Mm -hmm. and and it's it's way better to get one from uh reel-to-reel tape because they would they would release quad reel-to-reel tapes Mm -hmm. and those are actual like four track tapes that have the discrete channels on them so if you get it from there you're actually getting like the actual quad mix whereas like the records are kind of just this weird like almost fake quad some Mm -hmm
1: approximations yeah they're
0: just or it's pretty much just like the two the two stereo channels just in both in four speakers it's right it's weird but it just seemed like it was just a pain in the ass and like <laughs> not yeah. too expensive and, yeah. yeah and not enough people cared yeah sort of like, like, a like, like they're just like i just want to listen to music noble experiment <laughs> sort of, sure. but
1: not worth it yeah hey yeah a little bit of uh, audio history here to start yeah the show. it's beautiful that's it's, really cool it's a
0: really fun way to listen to music
1: yeah um Well, to set the stage for our episode, since we're talking about stuff that happened in the last year, Pat and I uh, are going to tell everyone a couple things that happened in the last year. So, Pat, what's what's
2: the first thing we're going to cover? Let's get the big baddie out of the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, The government got shut down multiple times times. for a long time because of the incompetence of uh, Mr. Cheeto sitting in the (laughs) White House.
1: Mr. Cheeto. Oh, my gosh. That just makes me think of like, I've been getting served this Chester Cheeto ad on my Instagram Mm. that is him rapping and it's a diss track about Flaming Hot Cheetos. I don't need to get into it. It's (laughs) It's really upsetting to watch. It's really like seems like it's out of like nineteen ninety two in terms, not in terms of the production value because it's like CGI.
0: Is he just a purist? Like he wants, he just wants regular cheetos. He's,
1: so Doritos, I think stole like the. Are, are they currently are offering a flaming hot flavor? Okay, he's uh-huh. basically it's like a diss track to Doritos to be like, oh, I see you're trying to like oh, do flaming hot now, but we're the original. Like this is the OG yeah. flaming hot. This has nothing to do with the government <laughs> shutdown, but it's really been on my mind. Literally. I love it. I'm
2: going to have to search that out. It has nothing to do with it, but I think the level of pettiness yes, is I a- think it's about similar. the same. Yeah. I would say 2018, too many brands fighting on social media. I They're mean, just prodding too many, many everybody different. fighting yeah. on social yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes, true. It's just the world we live in. Now. Yeah. Uh, but at the time of recording,
1: right, we've had two shutdowns in the last year, roughly, and uh, we're
2: potentially going to have a third, right? Yeah, right. sounds like it. So
0: I mean, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. It's an
2: emergency. <laughs> he yeah. needs to have more executive time to. I love this executive work. Time. It's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. Did you see the picture somebody posted uh, of him at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. Uh, like ordering food. Looks like a big old doof. <laughs> it looks like a big old doof, but also it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to be a member of that place, and they have like. Heinz Ke- ketchup yeah, and like the plastic bottles and like just a poorly framed I don't know front page of some random newspaper hanging up you know, and just like
0: didn't it come out that that it's fake like it, it, it's like a Time magazine hit with him on the cover but it that didn't actually
1: happen oh I'm sure like <laughs> one like of those that things that specific one yeah, didn't actually happen sure. it's one of those like uh, you could like order those from Sky Mall. Yeah, you know right? it's like you yeah, yeah. your dad your yeah, dog yeah, yeah. on the cover of Time magazine I'll just go to <laughs> Etsy for that stuff now oh. exactly yeah, nice Sky Mall, aka Etsy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's another thing that happened in 2018?
1: Uh, another thing that happened was the two 2018 Winter Olympics, um, which took place in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Uh, you know, I don't not a huge like Winter Olympics fan, mm. but I think I think they are sort of like a little more exciting than summer, right? Because the sports are just weirder. Yeah, that's how I've always thought about it is I'm like it's cooler cuz they they're so obscure. Like I don't really want to watch Olympic baseball. I can watch regular baseball. Right. That's, yeah. You know, but skeleton and like that's cool. Yeah.
2: Also box sledding and Yeah.
1: Um I don't really know what was significant about this one other than I remember some some pretty good like figure skating acts. I think this past Olympics uh I think there was a couple like really great snowboard finishes, right? Yeah. Um But, you know, I guess it's a time for the world to come together
2: and celebrate sports. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a lot of biathlon. Okay. Just because it was always on. Skiing and shooting. Skiing and shooting. Yeah. Skeleton was on a lot. That one's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I did take some time to look up who decided skeleton was a thing somebody should do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Wikipedia article that I found... or. I don't know. I was on the internet. Uh, (laughs) Basically, doing a deep dive. Doing a deep dive. And basically, like, where bobsled and skeleton and luge all came from was, like, Nordic countries, uh, like, the factory workers would, like, push around boxes between buildings on Mm. sleds that had Hmm. skates on them. Yeah. But then they would all go to the bar after work, get drunk, and go, let's race each other down these hills. Heck, yeah. Uh, And that was, like, the origin of luge and all that. That's awesome. up. now it's an olympic sport so good for those guys yeah,
1: yeah. do you want to hear what all the olympics the winter olympic sports are and we can yeah. we can all weigh in if we think they're good or not alpine skiing mm-hmm. good good right biathlon mm, good good bobsled great 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 good <laughs> cross movies. country skiing boring boring <laughs> curling the best curling is awesome excellent figure skating pretty fun I think it's, it's pretty, pretty f- good really yeah. fun yeah. to watch uh, freestyle skiing, which I think is like jumps and that's tricks like and the stuff. that's like
0: the extreme sports. Yeah, skiing. Yeah. yeah, that shit's cool. I'm into that.
1: Uh, ice hockey, <clears throat> ice hockey <coughs> so good. Yeah, right? luge, thumbs awesome. up,
2: great.
1: Nordic combined, love it. Which <laughs> I guess, yeah, by the name alone, I'm into you know, it. I, like, I don't know what it is. Um, I like Nordic separated more. But. <laughs> <laughs> separate and yeah, separate. Uh, Nordics. It's something to do. I think it's cross country and ski jumping. And then maybe one other thing. I don't Mm. know. Too much. I might like it separated too. Mm. Now that I think about (laughs) it. Let's go. Let's go Nordic separated. (laughs) IOC. Take that note, please. Uh, Short track speed skating. Mm. I'm into it. Skeleton. Terrifying. Yes.
0: I need to look. I need to watch some of the skeleton. I don't Uh, don't know that I'm familiar. Face first
1: luge. Yeah. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's what it
2: is. um but wait hold on real quick is skeleton more terrifying because your face is first or luge because with luge you're looking over your entire torso and can't really see yeah would you want to be able to see no yeah
1: i don't know i think it has (laughs) for me it's a little bit about like uh how good I think I am because if I think I'm good, then I want to go face first so that I can like see what's up and be better at it. But if I'm gonna fall, I want to be on my butt already and yeah, not on my sure. face. True. Yeah. yeah. All right. So like learning skeleton seems like it would suck. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we got <laughs> it's a, three more. It's a hot take. <laughs> we got three more: ski jumping, which is traditional. I think like ski jumping. Yeah. Great. That's cool. Yeah. Flying in the air. Snowboarding. Great. Cool. Always cool. And I guess regular speed skating.
2: Sure. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Winter Olympics. Well, good job, Winter Mostly Olympics. good.
1: Lovely. We, we had the fourth most medals. the United States did. We were behind Canada, Germany, and number one, Norway. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, that, you know, they have snow all
1: year, probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. You um, get a lot of show fun practice. <laughs> the other one notable thing I think about that Olympics is that Russia was banned from it for mm-hmm. doping. So right. there were like these. Um, they were like the approved Olympians from Russia were these sort of like uh, nondescript Olympians who were not technically representing a nation. Yeah. And uh, just had sort spooky white jackets on. <laughs> yes, exactly. But great. So that was, you know, that was 2018 pretty much. Two, in two <laughs> events. <laughs> in two major two events. Two major events. But Mikey, what was the song that got you through the last year?
0: Well, you know, there's... You know, it's like you were saying before, there's a lot. It's just like I listen to so much stuff that there's, yeah. you know, there's so many. I couldn't really figure one, but there, there there's one song that's just kind of my go-to of like, like whatever mood I'm in, I just like putting this song on because it's just uh, one of my favorites. And it's uh, called Tommy's Coming Home by Paul McCartney and Elvis Costello.
1: Cool. Let's listen to a short clip of it right now. A little pickle Oh yeah There's a lot happening Right at the beginning Of this
3: song Yeah you're just,
0: it's just Setting the scene You know mm-hmm. Now is, listen to these
2: vocals
0: Yeah It's just It's just Harmony The entire the song the Yeah Like it's not even like A song that I love Just cause like the lyrics are mind blowing even though the lyrics are kind of mind blowing but it's just like just the the fact that this song exists yeah with these two incredible human beings yeah. singing in perfect harmony the entire time yeah it's
2: beautiful
1: <laughs> it's great so that's a taste people can uh, check it out it's on a re-release of Flowers in the Dirt yeah, is that it's
0: correct yeah uh, the Flowers in the Dirt Archive Edition. Okay. Uh, Paul McCartney album. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Um, that came out uh, early to
1: 2017. Got it. <clears throat> cool. Uh, well, we're going to give our first impressions of it before we talk to you a little bit more about that song. And uh, Pat, what was your first impression of the song?
2: So when I first listened to this song, it was the demo version. So yeah. the, just the two of them, acoustic guitars, slight drum. Yeah. Uh and, yeah, the the vocals are what really hit me. Yeah, because that,
0: that version's is perfect, too. Cause it's, it's literally just the two of them with acoustic guitars yeah. just live in a room
2: just. And it's right after they wrote the song, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's so good, and the harmonies are so interesting to me. Like, the way Paul sings down, down, down. Yeah. It has such a really subtle and interesting flair. And then um, when they get to the lyric about uh, April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. and it kind of... It goes uh, into that
0: E minor chord. It's
2: tune. like... Because it's such a happy song, but yeah. then that hits, and I was like, "Oh, this song is about something yeah. else." It's dark. It mm-hmm. gets very dark, uh, and I really like it. And so I probably listened to it two or three times before I looked and saw that this was just the demo. And I <laughs> went, "Oh, I wonder what the you know the fully produced version of this song sounds like." And it's so interesting to see a song go from a demo like that mm-hmm. to be produced into. Uh, That level of joy that the song carries with it. Uh, Yeah, I really, I really, really like that song. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: I probably don't have a lot to add because my first impression too was like, whoa, these voices. Yeah. Um, I think aside from the fact that they sound great together, it was also like, oh, this is such a natural and seemingly obvious combination um, I and I didn't know why. I like never knew about this collaboration. Yeah, it's um, which which that was like the most surprising thing to me was just like not knowing about it and how obvious and good it seemed. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: No, it's it's um, <clears throat> the like flowers in the dirt. I've it was like when it came out. It was like it was might have been the the first new Paul McCartney record that was coming out like after my like complete obsession with the Beatles and like getting, mm-hmm. I got in, I, I dove in like completely when I was about six or seven years old and they reissued everything on CD. And that's when I bought all the CDs. Gotcha. And, uh, and there was, was a huge Beatles fan and then Flowers in the Dirt was 89, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my first new Paul McCartney record. And, uh, so, and I knew that like Elvis had, he, he and Elvis had written songs together and and he he worked elvis uh, uh Paul worked on Elvis's spike mm. album, and you know, so they were doing stuff together, so I knew all about that and but there and then sometime in probably like the mid nineties these these demos the demos were were leaked mm. and so those have been around for a long time, and pretty much very good quality, pretty much the same quality that's on the you know the new box set and that Those were just, those are just incredible because it's just the two of them in a room. Most of it is just them singing harmony the entire Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Like no one's taking a solo. Um, And so those I knew were incredible. But then when this box that came out or when it was announced there, there was a third disc that was the, what you just, what you played first, Mm -hmm. like the fully produced, uh, a fully produced album. By yeah. Elvis Costello and Paul McCartney <laughs> that no Wild. one no one knew about. Yeah, like nothing had ever leaked, and it was like rumored that they had done stuff, but like it, it no one there, yeah. there was no real proof of it. And I'll just I'll never forget like getting the box set and just like holding the disc in my hand. <laughs> I remember like Instagramming it. I was like this this disc contains a full LP that Elvis Costello and Paul McCartney made together. And I'm about to listen to it, and I can't yeah. believe you know, like that this thing exists. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's beautiful. It's just like it's nine or ten songs, and all of them are just absolutely perfect. And th- th- this one, Tommy's coming home, uh, twenty fine fingers, and there's I like a, th- a, a third third song that never, neither of them recorded uh, other th- other than this album. Like all the other ones, either made it onto. Flowers in the Dirt or Paul McCartney's next album or a couple Elvis mm-hmm. Costello records. So these are just like songs that they never found a use for, you know, and it's just like, it's just
2: amazing to be able to hear those. So this this version of the song um, was only released, what do you say, 2017? Yeah, 2017. But it was recorded way back. Yeah, when it was recorded on... in like
0: 80, 88, 87, 88, That's... I think.
2: It's so crazy to me that the, these songs could last that long without, like, leaking to the public yeah, no, I, I couldn't, in any form.
0: I, like, didn't, when it was announced, I didn't believe that that was what the third <laughs> disc was. Like, yeah. I was like, there's no way that this could be possible.
1: This must be some, like, that, bullshit patchwork of yeah, other demos yeah, right. or something or I like was that.
0: like, oh, maybe it's, like, people playing over those demos mm-hmm, or, right, like, mm-hmm. you know. Or that, that's kind of what I was thinking is, like, maybe they're... Maybe they did do full band versions, but like it's the same because those demos are uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty perfect as is. So, and yeah, I guess this, like, I, I, from what I hear, like the Elvis and Paul, just like, I think this, this, the kind of scuttlebutt is that Elvis, mm-hmm. like, or Paul, Elvis was kind of like producing the album mm-hmm. and Paul doesn't really like to be told what to do. <laughs> and Elvis was kinda like, Yeah, we should do this and so and it just it went sour yeah. sure, sure. somehow.
1: But it they just, did not end up forming the next great super group. Exact yeah, right. And this
0: yeah. what like that album was what like Flowers in the Dirt ended up being like, you know, a different thing, but it would have been that album pretty right. much. It's like mostly the same song. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just so I I like it's it's my go-to it's just like on every device i have like yeah. no matter where i am I can, <laughs> I can put put that record or that song on and yeah you're,
1: you're saying something about it being complimentary sort of to whichever mood you're in
0: yeah yeah just like i'm happy it like puts me up even more yeah. i'm like bummed out i've just put that song on i'm just like eh, okay right? Yeah. things could be worse
1: <laughs> yeah. well and we we're kind of uh I think you kind of mentioned it earlier but it's like this you know this isn't lyrically like the most mind-blowing song or anything right. like that but I do think if I'm if I'm correct it's like it still it has that duality sort of in it which is yeah. sort of about like a woman fl- almost like flirting or being Yeah well it's like about a, it's to. about a
0: war widow like right. it's like in between like mourning and uh, and New like beginning having a crush right? yeah yeah so like mm-hmm.
1: so it is kind of that right it yeah. it's like you it could be sad, it could be, sad song exactly. or it kind and of it's, could be a forward know, looking bright song
0: i was like playing around with it like cuz uh earlier today and mm-hmm. like it's it's cool cuz it goes from like major chords to minor chords and then like that deep uh that uh you know the the bridge the almost april fools day like where it just goes total down to like e minor and it's yeah. just it it just totally brings the mood into a different you know, a different place. It's it's such a beautifully written song. I can't believe that, like, they never did anything with it. Like, to <laughs> yeah. me, it should have been, like, the first single off of both of their records. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... it. I felt so, like, strongly connected to it because it does feel, like... That song commands the tone, uh, your mood, yeah, and then the music so well and then hearing both paul and elvis kind of harmonizing and at least on the demo uh sometimes they're saying the words exactly at the same time <laughs> yeah and then other times they're not and it like it's just for me added this sense of like oh yeah these are just a couple guys sitting in a room playing a song yeah and so like the camaraderie of it like really hit me too
1: yeah it's it's amazing it almost <laughs> has um like instant nostalgia, I think too, because of the the voices and your brain's like trying to piece together where they came. Yeah, like, well, where have I heard this before? And it's like, well, you haven't exactly. Well, and,
0: and Paul's or uh, Paul's whole, Paul's every every interview Paul did like around Flowers in the Dirt and stuff was um, he would always say about how much it reminded him of working with John, mm. and especially even like the like when they sang together. Elvis's voice was right there sitting below Paul, just like John's yeah. did. You know, it was just like perfect from second one, you know? it's So it is very reminiscent of the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's probably where that familiarity comes from. Yeah.
1: It also seems to a little bit harken to like, to older songs about war, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um Like older Irish, I would say like Irish music. Yeah. You know, of uh, like... Uh, whether it's like war, uh, wars or like war criminals and stuff like that, there seem to be a lot of those old Celtic songs, like yeah. sort of about that sort of stuff. And I'm it, sure that, it also know, similarly feels like in that tradition.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that music is in both of their DNA. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's They're
1: cool. El- Elvis
0: Declan McManus,
1: right. Obviously <laughs> <Irish>. <laughs> right? And I'm pretty sure Paul in, uh, has Irish background too. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, are the do you find yourself yourself Often drawn to these sort of chameleon-like songs, yeah,
0: yeah, I I, I do. Uh, just because they do seem, I don't know, like familiar, or I don't know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, I, I
1: yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's um, you know, we talk on on the show often about like, maybe you're listening to something like angry when you want to feel angry, or yeah. something sad when you want to feel sad. Um, but it is. Yeah, the, pointing out that this song can kind of do both yeah, or it, or serve multiple purposes rather mm-hmm. is something I maybe haven't put as much thought into. Yeah. And Yeah,
0: cuz there aren't Now I'm trying to
1: like catalog through, but right. I do think it's uh it, it those are like really cool and great songs. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz yeah, there it, it it doesn't seem like it is that there there's that many of them. I wonder yeah, because well, now I'm trying to think. Like, well, this what? is a,
1: this is sort of a funny example, and I swear it's just coincidence, but before we started recording, somebody was asking me what I was doing in here, and I kind of just explained what the show was, and yeah. they asked me, they're like, well, what was your song, do you think, that got you through the last year? And I think that it was WTF is Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah. I think, kind of for that same reason, which like, yeah. the song is maybe like a bit sad on the surface, but it legitimately can get me up and out of bed in the right. morning to like look forward to a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what a cool thing. It, you know? Yeah. That is,
0: that is the, I mean, the the power of music just fascinates me. Just like the, the fact that like a song can completely change your mood yeah. or completely change the way your day is going. Like I you know, I remember one time working, I was working at a supermarket and working outside and- came in to use the bathroom and there was this Elvis Costello I mean uh, XTC song mm. playing on the the grocery store radio station and it just completely like I saw like five hours left of the day and I was like <laughs> an- annoyed and just like I just want to go home and this it just like somehow got, got me through those next five hours just hearing that one song that I probably could have just put on my iPod but just <laughs> yeah. hearing it out in the wild like this weird XTC song that I didn't ever expect to hear except for in my own headphones you know like yeah it's just like the the power music has over your mind to just like yeah talk, like cool Take,
2: bring it on world let's right. let's go right. i uh so i went to school in western new york mm-hmm. and always 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 had monday morning classes 8 a.m in the middle of winter yeah so there was one morning i had to dig out my car from like waist deep snow fucking cold outside just wanted to go Went in, got a coffee, and uh, they were playing the Pete and Pete theme song, which I'm oh, currently yeah. remem- Polaris. forgetting. Polaris. Hey oh, yeah. yeah. is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Think uh, right. But yeah, a very similar like, oh, I'm freezing and I think my hair is frozen, yeah. but <laughs> I and can get through this six degree weather.
0: Yeah. It's always those songs that you're just like, it's like, oh, I haven't heard that song in 10 years. like, And why are they playing it here now? This is so weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I it, Every once in a while I'm in some bar and it seems like a regular ass mm-hmm. sports bar or something and they'll, they'll have something that I just don't quite expect to be on. Yeah. And it might just be like early 2000s pop punk or something, right. you know, nothing that is even like so esoteric, <laughs> right. but it's just like, oh, this is something I really used to like listen to a ton yeah. and I wouldn't expect it to be here. And you're really just like, I feel much better about my night for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. I love that. I was in like a way too trendy coffee shop the other day and uh, Green Day was playing. Yeah. And it was just like, I looked at the baristas kind of like, which one of you put this on? (laughs) And I sort of couldn't tell, to be honest. And I was like, okay, cool. Great. It's awesome. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was, it was fun. Um, Also, it feels like you revealed to us that you have truly been a, music nerd forever yes yeah literally I mean like from birth (laughs) yeah what I mean what in in brief but like what 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 got you into that lane I don't know like I mean I I think because my dad's a musician
0: and but you know my mom says that I like my first words were yeah 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 like I always wanted to (laughs) hear hear the Beatles yeah and like uh, you know I, I was always banging on anything that I could like you know drumming like trying to drum on any on Mm -hmm. every surface like (laughs) my mom's dresser had like was just splinters (laughs) bang on it with like wooden spoons and shit Um, from like literally day one so and I don't know where I think it just comes from probably my dad being a musician and just being it was just always the thing that I cared most about pretty much only cared about Hmm.
2: music so were the beatles cds your first like music purchases or pretty
0: much uh, (laughs) i i think my first cd uh i because i was buying records before i was buying records okay like at two three years old like we would go my mom and i would go to my grandmother's house every saturday and we'd go to the mall and i would on the way up to my grandmother's house we'd listen to American Top 40, Mm -hmm. Casey Kasem. And I'd like pick the songs that I liked and we'd buy the records or the singles. Like I was, uh, you know, I uh, I was having records bought for me. Right. Yeah. Forever. Um, Early favorites were like, I was obsessed with Thriller by Michael Jackson. Nice. Born in the USA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To the point where I would, every week I'd buy like another copy of it. (laughs) I, I think it was before I realized that you could buy more than one album. Like, you, know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. you didn't have to keep buying Thriller over it. And it was good that I, because I treated my records like shit because I was two years old. Um, <laughs> so it was good that I had multiple copies. But um, And then my first, I remember my first CD ever was Ex- Expose's Exposure. Whoa. They're like a dance pop yeah, group yeah. from the mid mid 80s. And I, I love that record for some reason. And my dad... Owned a recording studio as a, 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 a in addition to being a, a musician, and so we had like a CD player oh, cool. very early on, like yeah. in, in the mid eighties.
1: I was gonna say, I think like I don't, I didn't get my first CD until early nineties, probably yeah. something like that. Yeah, like, we just yeah, had, you had know, we had CDs. That's for, very cool forever.
0: So, and that's why when the, when the Beatles could come out, when the Beatles came out, I, you know, they came out in like three or four different waves, I think, and I remember buying mm-hmm. all of them the, the days they came out. Yeah. And those were just my obsession for, That's very cool. for years.
2: Um, yeah, I've just always been obsessed with music. The first CD I was given mm-hmm. was Meatloaf Spat Out of Hell. So, pretty one, cool. Wonderful, wonderful record. Yeah. First CD I bought with my own money was Sugar Ray's Floored. Oh, uh, yeah. So, nice. nice. Really setting myself up there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I had um, my first two were,
1: were was one of them was Michael Jackson History. Mm-hmm. And I got it at the same time as. Uh, Jack- Michael or Michael Jackson, the Jackson Fives, eighteen essential hits, mm-hmm. and shortly thereafter, a few months later, my uh, the next CD I got was Cosmic Thing by the B Fifty Two. Oh, awesome! Thanks. I love that. That record. was a Christmas gift, I believe. And yeah, that album so great. Yeah, man. but that's incredible. I mean, it sounds like you had so much also just like support and all that stuff for that interest Yeah, kid, my, yeah my, my, so my, awesome.
0: My parents were, you know, I was pretty spoiled rotten as a, as a <laughs> yeah. kid and, and my dad, like, you know, I'd always go to the studio and bang on the drums and just, yeah. you know, got to play around. Like I, I, I had a four track when I was like, Damn. you know, 10 years old. That's awesome. Before yeah. I even knew how to play anything, I was like making four track recordings of me just like banging on the drums yeah that's really cool what Uh, kind of
1: musician was your father uh
0: he he was in a uh, he was in a a cover band in jersey Mm -hmm. but like it was like in the 70s and mid 80s or Mm -hmm. in early mid 80s it was like the the popular cover band they were called megaton
1: cool that's a great name
0: uh, yeah so he yeah he he just played drums. it was funny because when i got into got into punk and started playing Mm -hmm. in my own bands and stuff like he didn't understand why I was going on tour for like three months at a time and not coming home with any money, because <laughs> he always made money playing music. It, right, you know, like that's, yeah, that's how he wow. like supported us and stuff. So uh, it was it was having to explain to him well, I'm doing original music that's right. not very popular. <laughs> well,
1: so what is the like the the quick version of getting into punk? Because uh, it you had such a. Um, Pedigree of like m- listening to great music, yeah. as, a, as a kid,
0: yeah. It was, uh, I was, I, you know, I was trying to think about where it really started. You know, obviously it was. I know, like seeing the the, the ranted salvation video on one hundred and twenty minutes mm-hmm. that like got me into them, and and you know, I'm sh- and Dookie was around the same time, yeah. and I know hearing Longview on the radio was a was a huge moment. Yeah. And um, so that was what ninety ninety three ninety four so yeah and uh, and then I, I, I like a big moment was ninety six going to the Warp tour mm-hmm. and going to see you know No Effects and Fishbone and I saw the Suicide Machines there like nice. a couple days before Destruction by Definition came out and that was a huge thing and I remember specifically getting Survival of the fattest there like someone was just handing them out. Oh yeah, the Second Fat Records compilation and all of a sudden I had 18 new favorite bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so that was a huge moment in in getting into punk. Right. And then or it was just off to the race at that point. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I did the I did the thing that most people do. I'm sure like sold all my sold all my Zeppelin CDs and all my Rush CDs and, all my <laughs> and all my, kept the Beatles because I knew that right. I was never going to get rid of those. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But so it was expensive buying all those records back later on. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. I did the I, I only listen to punk now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But it sort of yeah has that tidal wave effect. Yeah. Just like yeah, there's so because there's so I mean there's so many like yeah. the moment you get into it you're just like there's all these bands there's a, in, uh, and the comps are this beautiful gateway mm-hmm. but also like can be overwhelming in a way because you're like, great. Okay. 22 bands to check out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It
0: was, it's funny now. Cause I've, I've, I think about this a lot, how I listen to music differently now, just because everything is just in my pocket mm-hmm. on a server on Spotify, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. every record ever. So I find it so over- overwhelming that I like just put my phone back in my pocket and don't listen to anything because I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, So it's funny to think about then, and that didn't seem that overwhelming. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, cool! Like, absolutely, give me some more. Give me, let me get another label compilation. Get into this other label." Right.
1: You know. Well, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like your current obsession of listening (laughs) is hyper intentional. Yeah, you know, and really like taking it all in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's the that is the coolest thing about like about having these weird surround sound mixes it's just yeah. like it's you know you there there are things in these records that you know they just did they did they they did Sgt. Pepper and White Album mm-hmm. la- last year and this year or last year and the year before um and those are just those are re- you know obviously records I know like the back of my head yeah. you know I know every single note of those records and I'm hearing things you know, there are things that are just being brought out in these mixes that I've never heard. Yeah. Or like, and little, just like, you know, cowbell hits and shit mm-hmm. that I'm just like, wow, I didn't know that was there. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or I just got. I was I was texting Jeff from the Ergs the other day because mm-hmm. we're both huge Doors fans, and they reissued uh, this Best of the Doors on a Blu-ray. So it's like the the quad mix, and it was the only th- quad thing they ever did. Um, and they're, I'm listening to Riders on the Storm, and in the front. Speakers, it's the regular vocal in the back. It's Jim Morrison going "Riders on the Storm." Oh man! <laughs> and I texted him. I was like, I was like, is is there like Jim Morrison whispering <laughs> on the regular version of "Riders on the Storm"? He's like, I've never noticed it. I was like, it's it's like loud as hell in this mix, and it's like freaking me because it's literally I'm sitting sitting in the center and just behind me is like Jim Morrison going
3: right there's all those (laughs) it's like
0: creepy as fuck but it's like so cool (laughs) yeah oh damn yeah that is creepy as (laughs) hell it's awesome yeah
2: I mean and that's going back to like just what music can do for you it's like also surprising when a song that you know and love changes like that Mm mhm and, uh, like a number of years ago, there was this website, what that CD, which oh, is yeah, now yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, but that was like my introduction. I to couldn't keep my, uh, I didn't keep my, my, uh, upload pace. Up, my or upload pace hard. Yeah. Or
0: actually, I, uh, a hard, I had a hard drive crash and uh, oh, so no. I lost all my whatever and they wouldn't, they, they didn't believe me. You know, I wrote yeah. them and I was like, please, it was a hard drive crash, I don't know yeah, what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See, like, I got, fuck you. <laughs>
2: I got really lucky and like was on there when the white album uh, or yeah, when they put out the mono and stereo oh, yeah. a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. it was like right when it went up. Yeah. So like my ratio was like perfect. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but it was like a way to explore alternate mixes or just like, I loved
0: it. And I loved how like, um, you know, they, it was very, uh, they said exactly what pressing of the cd it was what yeah. bonus tracks you know because there's so many different reissues of things mm-hmm. like i loved how how detailed they were in the descriptions of what you were stealing <laughs> right well, right and like it seemed you were stealing the right thing yeah and it's you a thing that
2: sure. it's a thing that like i doubt sh- uh streaming platforms will ever be like and that's kind of heartbreaking because yeah. it was done with love and i mean I wasn't buying all the stuff I was downloading, but I was trying. Yeah. And like, sometimes you were getting like, I had these uh, bootlegs of Pink Floyd where it's just Roger Waters, like cursing out the crowd. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody shooting off fireworks in the stadium. And it's like, I don't know that I ever would have found this any other way. Yeah. Right. Uh, And especially
0: those like bootleg, you know, like I've been looking for those actually like that, that tour, the animals tour mm -hmm. where he was just fed up by the end of it and, Like didn't even like famously at the last concert he just didn't even do the encore the the (laughs) encore was just a blues jam without him (laughs) because he was just like fuck the audience and that's of course where the wall came from yeah but yeah it's cool to it was cool to it's cool to have
1: access to all that shit yeah it was cool yeah 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 yeah. Uh, um would you mind sharing with us uh like a setback of the last year
0: hmm well. I guess the biggest setback is that the Chris Gether show had to end. Yeah, so yeah, that was a bummer because that was a real, it was a fun, a fun way to make a little cash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> play drums on a television show.
1: It's truly a a special program too. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just the fans you know, kind of test.
0: I always said that it was it. It's the show I what wanted like late night on MTV when I was like thirteen. You know. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely that kind of show that would have been on at like two a.m. after one twenty. like... Yep just like this like when the young ones was on in that, in that time slot yeah, and just yeah. got me heavily into like stupid weird british comedy <laughs> <laughs> and that was that's definitely the vibe of the gethard show
1: just yeah the weirdest the weirdest comedy imaginable <laughs> yeah yeah r.i.p the gethard show yeah uh i would say that's been like an institution of my time time in new york yeah i was right, doing a right. live show at ucb when i got here and it's you know, all
2: this time later it's yeah. crazy yeah
0: it's the end of a end of an era, but it was, it was so fun to yeah. be able to be a part of that. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: and it had such an impressive and important trajectory. Yeah. So <laughs> no,
0: it's 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 insane how
1: long we got to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, how about
1: how about like uh, jump forward or something really positive about the past year? Well, uh, the coolest thing that ever happened was I,
0: I made I made a record. I made a new album that, mm-hmm. that'll be out in uh, June, I think. Cool. Um, and I recorded it. We recorded it h- here. And then I did a I did like two months of tour in Europe with Warriors. And in the middle of the tour, I booked Abbey Road to master the album.
2: Whoa. That and is so cool. it
0: was just like, you know, just the, you know, obviously obsessed with the Beatles since birth like walking you know I walked in fully believing that like I didn't actually book it or yeah. <laughs> something's gonna fuck up and my right. name's not in the system get the fuck out of here kid um you know I, I I'd love to see my signature on the sign-in sheet because I was shaking so <laughs> yeah <laughs> terribly yeah. That I, like I'm sure it looks like I'm sure I took up the whole page just trying to sign in <laughs> uh you know and you just walk, you just walk in and it's just it's 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 where all that not like not even just the beatles it's just like you know odyssey and oracle by the zombies and oh my gosh yeah every pink floyd all those pink floyd records and just it's you know it's insane that i got to walk into that building yeah that is so cool and hear my album through their speakers yeah and honestly like the i i just booked that and then i booked i was i thought to myself that i might as well Get the actual record cut there too, because mm-hmm. they do that. I was, well, I'm here anyway; I might as well. So I wrote back and said, asked if I could do that, and they said, sure. Went back the next day and actually just sat there in the same room that all the Beatles albums <laughs> and the Pink Floyd albums were cut to vinyl yeah. on the same equipment, just watching my record just get literally just etched into a acetate. Like man, that's so cool. It was into a lacquer. It was it was just mind-blowing. And I, I remember saying to the engineer I was like this is kind of magical and he was like yeah this is my this is my job so I don't really think about it but like you know there are musicians that never get to see this. Like this is yeah. n- not a part yeah. of what they you know they record the record then go on tour and then this happens behind the scenes. Right. So it is cool that you you're getting to see this in at Abbey Road, you know. Like yeah. it's just yeah. So it was pretty much just like, I was, I need to do this. I need, I need to, you know, this is just a place that I've always wanted to be. And yeah. so you, know, you pay a little bit of money and you get to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that must've been so surreal. It, was. it Did, was crazy. So that record, have you, li- was it one or is it a bunch? Uh, what? The, that got cut to vinyl. Uh, it was just the, the yeah, the w- one album that there was the whole album
0: just yeah. got cut to, So to, to vinyl. And, I just got a test pressing, so this is the first time I actually cool. heard what we cut a couple days ago, and it's just it's it's crazy. It, like it's crazy how different how I like how it sounds just from listening to it on this vinyl cut at Abbey Road versus like the the digital files I've been listening to for the last couple of months. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very cool. That's it's, awesome. It's, it is worth every penny, and it wasn't it wasn't outlandishly expensive it was like pretty much just as much as it would have been if you did it anywhere else you know yeah yeah, yeah. wow it wasn't prohibitive at all and yeah so
1: i recommend that truly, i recommend abbey road that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. that rules it's it, i can't imagine abbey road ever needing it right like, like more of a boost yeah. But hey, people don't know. You never I, know. Because I, I would assume that it's prohibitively expensive. Yeah. I, would or just, I like, wouldn't assume
0: even try. That it's not possible. Right.
1: <laughs> like they'd like, be laughing at yeah. any outside like, person like who doesn't have some sort of you connection. You really,
0: kid, you, you got to have an agent and a manager to get yourself yeah. in here. You know, it's like, it's like, no. Literally emailed within a minute and a half, it was booked. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, they were just so cool. They were so cool. Everybody yeah. was so nice. Yeah. Uh, there's a bar downstairs i just got drunk on guinness at abbey road after the (laughs) session it's fucking great it was very cool they had everything and yeah uh i of course tried to i was like i'd be remiss if i didn't ask to see the studio where the beatles recorded. he's like cool yeah let me look it up uh and he was he said uh well jimmy page is in there right now <laughs> holding, so we can't we can't uh, go in you know, just, jimmy well, okay jimmy pa- well f- fair enough then i guess yeah. Yeah. name yeah. drop Fuck me i guess jimmy page <laughs> <laughs>
2: what has he ever done in the
0: same building as i am yeah Jeez. Fuck. well yeah. man so, so that
1: was like the yeah i don't know that i'll ever need anything else other than that right? <laughs> right. well uh. thanks for sharing your year with us um and for being on the show Thank you. Uh, where can people, you know, look for you next? Um, I do how, how can they keep up with you?
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm Mikey Urg on all the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much all I ever update yeah. is just write stupid shit about quad mixes on Twitter and yeah. post pictures of food on instagram
1: (laughs) and are you heading out on tour soon
0: yeah i'm doing uh i'm gonna i'm playing south by southwest this year uh in march so that'll be fun and then worries is doing some stuff in the early early part of this year and then the album hopefully will be out in the summer and then i'll just try to i'm gonna try to do some heavy touring on that
1: awesome try to get it out there nice yeah, everybody look out uh, for that Because I know Pat and I both loved your last album oh, Thank and you So we're both yeah. very excited for Sweet. that It's going to be I'm really, really cool excited. Yeah um, People can keep up to date with this show At Repeater Show On the various social uh, media platforms Facebook and all that stuff You can also check out Repeater.show That's our website Excellent. Got a cool URL You nice. know. Thanks, Pat And uh <laughs> Um, and you can keep up with me personally. I'm at e Blarden on all the stuff. Uh, Pat, and
2: I'm at Pat Curtelli on all most of the stuff. All the stuff, <laughs> all the
1: stuff, most of the stuff. All yeah, the stuff you stuff. Google them, you'll find Even them. the stuff yeah. that you
2: ain't got yet. <laughs> 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 um,
1: uh, as always, we encourage you if, you if you like this show, please do subscribe to it. That helps us out a lot. Uh, also, what is very, very helpful is rating and reviewing the show on. Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you're getting this you know your various pod catchers yeah Hmm. maybe Abbey Road maybe Abbey Road yeah go check out their website they might have a place to review this podcast (laughs) you don't (laughs) know until you ask Um, but uh, and if you do leave us a five star review we will read it on air which is what we're about to do right now pat can you hit us with a five-star review i
2: can this is from bodette of rockport 517 uh it's called great show the host her delight don't fear that it's a live show the audio quality is very high if you like music and comedy this show is for you heck yeah Boom, Bo- bodette that. thank you uh specifically the applause. yeah the <laughs> applause yeah can somebody run to our audience room
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Specifically, thank you for reviewing uh, season one of our show, which was entirely live. So, yeah. as you, anyone listening now can tell, we're doing this not as a live show with an audience, but just three people in a room, which that's is it. different. This is currently live for us. That's right. So, we,
2: yeah. that counts. Yeah, we
1: are live. That is true. We are doing this live. <laughs> um, but that's it. Um, it has been such a joy having you on, Mike. Yeah, thanks oh, for thank being you. here. It's awesome. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, hit repeat.
0: This song's called Clueless or Cruel.
3: To have loved, to have lost, to have cried so much you can't even see through the tears. If I'd have known how it'd go, would have run the other way versus squandering the years? How does it go? How does it go? How does it go? How does it go? Are you clueless, Sarcro? Are you clueless, Sarcro? Are you clueless, Sarcro? Are you clueless, Sarcro? To have tried, to fail. failed to yell so loud you aren't even making a sound. I'll admit, so it goes. Oh, I tried so hard tail through legs and my head to the ground. I want to know. I want to know. Are you clueless, Sarcro? you clueless, crow? Are you clueless, Sarcro? I wanna know, whoa! I wanna know, whoa! I wanna know, whoa! Are you clueless, cool Sarcro? Are you clueless, cool Sarcro? You clueless sarcrow, you clueless are crow, are you clueless sarcow? Are you clueless are just crow? Are you clueless sarcrow? Are you clueless cruel? are crow?
0: It's called Boys and Girls and Tentative Decisions.
3: Her words sound funny when she speaks, and I can't quite decipher what they mean. She could walk out. It's what they always do. It's what they always do. I'm no saint in what I do, and I got. Skeletons in every single room She's gonna walk out Oh, it's what they always do It's what they always do And in a waiting room On a city bus wanna talk to you But I don't talk that much And I can't lie to you But I could stretch the truth You're forgiven you are forgiven you're forgiven the words sound guilty when she speaks and I'm not not sure I know what to believe she's gonna walk out oh it's what they always do it's what they always do and in a waiting room on a city bus wanna talk to you but I do not talk that much And I can't lie to you that I could stretch the truth You're forgiven You're forgiven You're forgiven It's what they always do what they always do, it's what they always do, it's what they always do.
1: Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli.
0: This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater.
1: If it's unless you've been like playing it in the last couple of minutes yeah. it's like it automatically just like your oh, can thing
0: can't trust yeah. these fucking devices